time shutting down my startup. We needed to move a lot quicker than we were because he came back from that month off and decided that he wanted to step down. How do we move forward if we want to move forward? I kind of got a bit stuck in the mud. You know, we weren't making as much progress as I wanted to. I couldn't bring myself to put the work in to get that progress. Don't be upset about the progress you haven't made for the, because of the work you've not done. I didn't see myself as much as a startup founder. I started to see myself as just early 20s guy in London and, you know, wanted to hang out with my mates. Those behaviours were now going against that. Welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to episode number 191 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham. Joined this week for the second time by Liam Cavana. Welcome Hello back to the podcast. There. Hello. Well, well, thank you for having me back. Um, very different to the first time we, uh, we spoke over Zoom. Yeah, we um, were deep in lockdown. I remember it clearly. Chatted over Zoom. It was the, the election Biden's election, I think, yes. was happening because I, I was saying I couldn't focus on work because I just had the news up. And we were saying they literally say the same thing over and over and again for like 24 hours. But we watch it anyway. What a boring thing to remember about our first podcast. <laughs> yes, literally the only, yeah, the only highlight, really. Wow, I'm um, glad it stood out to you. Yeah, but this is already better. You know, yeah. you've got the studio. I really up the production setup. value, if I can say so myself. Big, it's actually the only reason I wanted to come back. Really? Was so that I could be on video really? in a podcast, yeah. Just the big lights, the yeah. cameras. If you were still on Zoom, just know this wouldn't be happening. Yeah. <laughs> this is beneath you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big time. I've moved on. I've moved on. Fair enough, fair enough. I do just feel like I need to um, give some context to the listeners mm. that I had what I think has been my most enjoyable journey to the podcast studio today. Yes. Because, Liam Cavana, you gave me my first experience of a line bike. And I don't think I'm at, Boris bikes will never be the same to me. I've actually never touched a Boris bike. My first introduction to bikes wow. in London was Lime bikes. You went straight in at straight the top level. with the electric bikes. For anyone that lives in London, if you've not tried a Lime bike, please, God, try them. They are amazing. But don't try it with Liam Cavana because he will make <laughs> you cycle into ongoing traffic. Yeah. And you will get sworn at by a taxi driver. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, taxi like. drivers are quite angry, so, you know. Yeah, I just think, you know, someone's got to let them take their anger out. Exactly. If it's me. Yeah, oh you, well. you've got thick skin, you know. Being a I actually really don't. <laughs> I think I come across like I'm, like, really tough and I'm not... Honestly, I quake in my boots. If someone sends me an really? email that's, like, I, I'm... Yeah, I'm not good. Wow, if I, I would think not someone's, that. You've seen it firsthand. Have I? When we went out for work drinks... Mm. <laughs> who do I think I am? Work drinks. <laughs> <laughs> basically a piss up after working at the office yeah. for a day Liam and I work in the same co-working space for context um, do you remember I said that thing that I thought offended you and then I oh, sent yeah. you about seven texts yes. and then you were in the tube and you couldn't reply to me and I was so anxious and yeah. I was like he hates me <laughs> like I get I really do overthink I need to go to therapy for it yeah yeah big time we can share with people what you said well, it links with what we're talking about today doesn't it does it, it certainly so does. I made a joke in front of other people which yeah. was the not cool part. <laughs> and I, I think, I remember the context. I was on my phone mm. being rude. Mm. And I think someone was like, Alice, stop working. Or you said, I think, yeah, Alice, yeah, stop yeah. working. And I think I made some comment of like, well, some of us have still got two businesses, businesses. to run. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because what's the big news? The big news is I'm shutting down uh, my startup. Dun, so. dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Huge news. It's, it is, it is. 2022. There's a lot of change happening and this is at the centre of it. I think for so many people, 2022 has not been what they expected. Mm. Not necessarily mm. in a bad way, mm. but just 
the unexpected year. Mm. Just a bit of a weird one. Yeah. Well, it's it's because coming out of lockdown, lockdown was such a long time that we actually adapted to it. Yes. And then coming out of lockdown, you then have to readapt to that. Now everyone's kind of out and about, you know, work, people are back in offices, uh, people are socialising. So there's so much change happening. Yeah. And I think for business owners, it's been a quite an unsettling year because mm. like you said, we it, it wasn't just a period of a new normal. It was like a new, like mm. it became normal. Yeah, lockdown. we had to settle into Yeah, it, like. and that economy <clears throat> and people's behaviours and the time that we had and all of those things just became the norm. And I think this year for all of us in different ways has been a real kind of transition mm. of, oh gosh, maybe we didn't expect the coming out of lockdown would actually have some real challenges mm. attached to yeah. it. I tell you what I did just remember about our first podcast as well mm. is I think I was talking to you about launching Bell. Yes. So we've oh now gosh, come full circle. Very interesting. I've now come back on to talk about closing it back down. So wow. come on my podcast if you want to shut your business yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. But the, the reason I want to talk about this today is because I think we it's something we don't talk about enough mm. i just think we talk about all the kind of highs and the shiny stuff and the great stuff and even when we talk about the challenges they're always kind of wither oh but then it led to this and it, i mm. don't think we always talk enough just about the things that are not even bad i guess that's the thing just is doesn't it's not bad plan. Yeah. but yeah it's not it's not what you'd see on an instagram caption or a viral yeah. linkedin post like and definitely and, th and that's like one of the reasons that uh you know i was keen to come on again is because I think I've made this decision. I'm gonna, you know, shut down my startup. It was, you know, something that was a tough decision, and I, I now can't operate as like a startup founder. I can't like content-wise on LinkedIn, and like, you know, I won't have those things to talk about. So I was like, I want to use this shutting bell down as as an opportunity. I'm in a position now where I'm going through this process, which a lot of people go through because, you know, I don't know what the actual percentage is, but a very small percentage of businesses succeed but all you ever hear about is those successes. You know, what happens to all the other businesses? No one ever talks about it. Yes. So I thought I'm in this unique position where, you know, I don't feel embarrassed about it. I'm very at peace with the decision. I can go out now and talk about it and, and share that experience and hope that that helps other people that are maybe in a tough spot with their business and are yeah. kind of scared to make that leap to shut it down because they think, oh, this is embarrassing or this is, I've told everyone about my business, everyone knows about it, what they're gonna say when I decide to shut it down. So start to debug or demyth uh, closing mm. down a business. Um, I love that. And I think that doesn't just apply to shutting a business, but any kind of decision that can feel on paper like a step back, finishing a a podcast maybe that you've run for a while because it's just not working for you mm, or yeah. that's not him by the way I'm not yeah. <laughs> this is the last episode sowing the seeds <laughs> <laughs> no but you know if maybe you've been offering a certain service for a while or a product line and it's just not working how you want it to or it's just not working anymore and you decide to take it away I think all of those decisions in business it's not shutting your business but it's making mm. those decisions feel like a step back and I mm. think it's important to acknowledge that so often they're not a step back yeah and to like you said normalize it because everyone will relate to that experience in some way mm. you're talking about services and like a service offering not working I remember so I also online coach so I was running the uh, startup which was a lead generation tool for online fitness coaches and then I also coached myself um, on the side and I remember it's one point a couple of years ago I, I launched like a, a sort of a subscription service that was like I don't know like 25 pounds a month it was kind of one size fits all type thing as opposed to being very bespoke it was you know 
if you've only got a bit of cash to put aside each month mm. and want to focus on your fitness, here's a little something for you. That wasn't a massive success in terms of, you know, I expected a lot more people to sign up to it. To run it for longer, I think I only had it on for a few months before people literally just dropped off and I was kind of like, oh, this is, isn't really working. And I remember on that launch day when I was thinking, oh, not, not that many people are signing up feeling like so embarrassed about it. I've not even thought about it in so long. So I'm thinking, actually, no, this is great. Can't be now in a place personally where I'm comfortable talking about you know shutting something down or something not going yeah. to plan um but, maybe but that's a bit of personal, bit of personal growth. growth bit of personal growth is it let's go things that we let's absolutely go. love to see <laughs> so you're giving people a bit of context there i mean i would say as an external person your startup was basically tinder mm. but for online coaches and people that wanted to be online coached and i should say because the audience this is going to will hear online coach and think business coach or life coach uh, yes fitness coaching yes fitness is coaching. the vibe but yes. not just focused on the physical you're very holistic with it which yes we love to see of course so that was your startup which mm. like you said you've got another business alongside that which is you doing the one-to-one -one work can you give a bit of the backstory i guess up until earlier this year when you were presented with the decision to stop it like what yeah. what led you to this point so we operated during lockdown that was you know um i didn't meet my co-founders i had two co-founders in the business i didn't meet them in person until six months after we'd launched because it was lockdown that's so strange isn't it yeah. i had a business like that um i hosted a small business like christmas party last year mm. and two people that ran a business together had never met no and they way. met at that event no and they'd way. done like a year of projects that's and insane launches yeah. and stuff and they'd never met in person yeah. i was like gosh i still see so many stories like that where yeah. it's like the weirdest way to start a business yeah it's and it's just that scenario of of the pandemic which kind of facilitated that to be more common started the business and launched it in um, lockdown and operated for at least I think at least 12 months I, I kind of get fuzzy with all the with the timeline of it but it was at least a year before we came out of lockdown used to operating with fewer distractions than is normal in day-to-day -day life because we couldn't go out and see our friends you know weren't necessarily working as much uh, as you were before so for them they were on furlough and then they were working uh, you know two uh, three or four days a week then they were working five days a week so you know we were kind of used to operate in a false bubble. You know, we didn't really realize it, but yeah. you know, we, we were kind of used to that. You um, had resources that over time wouldn't be available to you. Exactly, but it, exactly. you don't think that at the time, do you? You just yeah. think, great, this is, this, this is going so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So- um, No one wants to be the Debbie Downer that's like, Liam, what are we gonna do, do when, when we don't have all this time? Yeah, exactly. And that's maybe something we should have done ahead of time is plan for that, which, which we didn't. And then when things started to open up again, uh, my co-founders were you know, working full time socially, things started opening up. So your evenings are less available to be coding or working on the website. And the same for me, you know, living in, in central London, I, I've, you know, grew, grown up here my whole life. So got so many friends around. So when things started opening up again, there was just so much distraction and it was literally from, it was, you know, zero to a hundred, you're used to being in the, your own cocoon. And now you've got something to do every day of the week. But then, yeah, it just became clear that, you know, we needed to move a lot quicker than we were. It got to a point for one of my co-founders who also, you know, his full-time job is not in a, it's not a corporate business. It's another startup. They're about eight years old and they're going for their series A round of funding. And he's in their senior leadership team. So there's a lot of responsibility for him. And pairing that with then finishing your day and having to then think about Bell and 
you know, how do we grow this business mm. was, was a lot, you know, he ended up taking a month off for like stress and mental health just to sort of recoup. And so that was for me a point where I was like, here's a guy who is insanely talented and I have the utmost respect for, who works crazily hard and is a year younger than me having to take a you know a month off because it's you know it's all got sort of it's all built up and there's you know sort of too much there and that was kind of a crossroads for us because he came back from that month off and decided that he wanted to step down from from bell so our kind of founding team had lost a very key component so that was kind of the crossroads was you know how do we move forward if we want to move forward and then sort of in the other direction actually is this an opportunity for us to take stock and for me personally to think is this something you know that I see going forward do I have what it takes to take this to the to the next step you mentioned it already that feeling of sunk cost fallacy, fallacy yeah, yeah, yeah I feel like that's one of the hardest things that pops up in your head isn't it when you're looking to take a step back on something or scale something back mm. is that oh but what about all of the stuff we've already invested and it's a real human instinct isn't it it's yeah. like our desire to get the most out of of the resource that we've put in yeah. and for those who don't know what the sunk cost fallacy is it's basically where your decision to continue with something no longer is about what it's going to get you in the future but is more about making the most of what you've already put in it yeah it's so like far. i've already put in so in this context i've already put in two years of work i don't want to I may as well keep going yeah and and you know another co um, context that it's very prevalent in is relationships you know if you're not happy in a relationship someone asks you oh why are you still with them your response a lot of the time is oh well i've been them for when been with them for five years that is prime sunk cost fallacy. You're only there because you're comfortable with it and you've put so much effort in, you don't want to start from scratch. So it's something that affects a lot of decisions, but I, it was very, very obvious that that was something I was kind of dealing mm. with. Um, and with it's so hard, isn't it, to unpick the kind of thoughts and feelings in your head? Because I always think you can't necessarily change what you think or feel, mm. but it's choosing which you want to listen to, isn't it? So yeah. when I think when you're thinking of any decision, you have that jumbled up, brain of like okay well I don't want to make that decision because of this 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 and this but mm. actually only two of those points are actually valid to be listened to mm. some of those is more sunk cost fallacy or maybe yeah. just fear or, or ego speaking mm. how did you go about the process of kind of unpicking I'm everything that. that was going in in your head and actually making what was the logical and right decision as opposed to what was maybe more led by emotion fear ego one of the things which helped me was to talk to people about it because I think you know you obviously don't when it's something like shutting down a business you don't want to share that with everyone but if you have people close to you who you can trust and who are kind of clued into what's going on in your business life or you know ahead of this decision you know talk to them about it share with them some of the things you're thinking about putting it out there and getting another person's perspective can actually help you distill some of your own thoughts pick out the bits which actually don't make sense yeah. and aren't you know logical or you know don't serve you I think that's that's definitely something that I would say helped me to come to the decision I guess you just gave yourself time and space as well mm. didn't you like I remember when yeah. you told me and it yeah. might like you know my brain always jumps to like okay what are we gonna do and yeah. there's a plan for a run you're like well I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let it sit, sit yeah and I guess that's a huge step isn't it is just giving yourself space yeah and not jumping 
what's that quote? Like, don't make permanent decisions off of temporary emotions. Emotions, yes. I guess you've got to kind of let the temporary emotions... Emotions pass. Yeah. And then one of the things which I, like I say, and I really, really love is let time do the heavy lifting. Anything, whether that's like, you know, breaking up with a partner and getting over that, if it's thinking about a decision like this, you will always get better. You'll always come to a decision don't you don't need to rush it sometimes you know things are time critical and you do need to come to a decision yeah but for me i knew that it's really just down to me yes if i make this decision in a month's time versus today the downside is there's not really too much at stake you know i'm not going to lose too much let time do the heavy lifting as such so that's something that which i think helped massively because i think it's whenever you're faced with that dilemma of you've got choices and you, you know you need to pick one I remember my dad said to me, and I think I told you this when we were having the conversation about mm. you possibly shutting Bell. It was when I was deciding, should I leave school or should I keep studying? Like, mm. do I start a business or do I stay at school? Mm. And I remember he said, you'll, you'll know which one's right for you, but at some point you'll wish you did the other thing. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's just the nature of, of having what are quite privileged choices, right? Where yeah. it's not a definite right or wrong. It's just these are two different paths, which feels best. Mm. Neither's going to be perfect. And mm. I found that really comforting mm. of like, okay, phew, I don't have to find the perfect route. Yeah. And I don't have to find it completely joyful the whole way. Like yeah. it's still going to be life. And just because you have those thoughts of, ah, oh, maybe I should have done the other thing. That doesn't mean that your decision was wrong. I think that's really, really powerful because I've definitely, through my time running the business, thought, on multiple occasions, oh, I wish I'd just left university and got a grad job and got a salary and stuff. You know, life would be so much more simple. I had those thoughts, but I've definitely made the right decision in starting a business. The personal growth that I've experienced as a result of that, absolutely priceless. So yeah. I think that's a great point that you can think you should have done something else and those thoughts don't mean you've made the wrong decision it's just Completely. a natural thing i'm interested how have you noticed ego playing a role in this process because i can definitely reflect personally mm. you know and i'm talking about those jumbled up thoughts when some of them are logical to be listened to and some of them are just those feelings to let pass for me a lot of the feelings i feel when I'm thinking about stopping something or scaling something back is from a place of ego. It's always, mm. well, what are people gonna think? Or how yeah. does this make me look? And it's all about that external view. Like I remember feeling it really strongly when I was announcing earlier this year that I was just pressing pause on growing on paper. Mm. And I was so careful about how I worded that post because I was like, I don't want people to think that I'm giving up. Conscious so, so fearful that. that people are gonna think, oh, she failed. And it's like, first of all, it doesn't actually matter. But yeah. I feel like that can be a really big player mm. in your mind is that something you've noticed um, show up not rushing the decision helped me to keep ego out of it mm. because I, th I definitely think one of the things I remember when you have started a business and have a, a startup people kind of treat you slightly differently um, you know people there's almost like a reverence they're like oh wow he's he's done something he started a business and it's up and running and you talk to people about it and they're like wow that's incredible like you've got 50 coaches that you work with and you've had X number of, of heroes sign up. And you know, one of the things that I thought, which was kind of in the category of keeping it going was I really enjoy that. I really like being able to tell people about it. I like their response to it. I like the fact that it's something which a lot of people find impressive. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're humans, right? Mm, yeah. It's just natural to yeah. enjoy that ability to get a bit of a reaction yeah. out of people. Yeah, 100%. And 
I think if I'd tried to rush that decision, I might have thought, oh, right, well, no, this is really important to me. So I'm going to keep it going. I'm just going to keep slugging away. But actually, yes, it, it was something I enjoyed. But in terms of my day-to-day happiness, it, w- it was like, it wasn't a, a factor. It was something that was nice that happened every now and again. It wasn't something that impacted how I felt when I woke up in the morning. So in that sense, it's not something that I should give a lot of weight to in the decision. If you're thinking about a factor in a decision, how does that impact you on a day-to-day basis? Is it something that's really crucial and really central? Or is it just on the periphery? Is it the stuff that really matters? Yes, yeah, yeah. And I love an existential question, like when I'm on my deathbed, <laughs> yeah. will I have thought about this thing? No, yeah. probably not, okay. Yeah, Maybe not why we wanna make this decision. Yeah, big time. And is that what it came down to for you? Like, I'm curious, obviously I know your co-founder stepping away was kind mm. of a catalyst. And I guess the opportunity and the nudge to question, do I wanna mm. stop this? Cause also I don't think that's something we ask ourselves enough. No. Like. I actually think it's quite healthy. Mm. I think we should all sit down every few months and be like, do I want to quit? Mm. Let's just think about it. Okay, no, 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 cool. Yeah. Because I think even asking yourself that question, you kind of reconnect to your why yeah. and, and how it feels. But that's And it's very uncommon to do that. Like like you're saying, literally no one ever does that. Yeah. Um, so obviously that was the decision that nudged you to ask that question. Mm. But obviously it didn't, you know, th- there was a way around. You could have found, yeah. if you like, if you were really, if really, really wanting wanted to, to keep it, you could have. Yeah, 100%. What did it come down to for you? I definitely felt the same way before that catalyst of, of him stepping down. Interesting. It, def- it definitely wasn't, I, I almost look at it like, if I'm being 100% honest with myself, I looked at it as like, oh, here's a, here's like a ready-made excuse for me to now mm. step down or, or wind things down. And that's not something that, consciously I thought when it happened but I can tell now on reflection it was something that was playing a part yeah and I think I just didn't really kind of have the I guess the guts to make that decision by myself you know for myself beforehand and I needed that external thing to kind of facilitate me making that decision yes um you know the I guess the scenario changed to make that an easier decision because it's like oh well he's stepping down so it, it almost rolls off the tongue as well like oh i'm shutting it down you know a few months ago my st- my co-founder stepped down you know it's just mm. easier than i just kind of lost my love for it mm. sounds like i'm putting it on him which is not at all yeah. um the case like i was saying earlier we didn't move fast enough so i kind of got a bit stuck in the mud you know we weren't making as much progress as i wanted to i couldn't bring myself to put the work in to get that progress it's like that saying like don't be upset about the progress you haven't made for the because of the work you've not done like yes. i wasn't i wasn't working hard enough to see the progress i wanted and i just couldn't quite that was because i'd kind of lost my love for it and lost that drive to chase this i'm a startup founder and i've raised investment and i've scaled something and you know that mm. was something that really drove me to the beginning and it just became less and less of a um a factor i guess um as time went on and I think it's really telling when you just don't feel excited. Yes. It sounds yeah. so basic, but for me, it's my first litmus test with mm. any project, with any idea, with anything, am I excited? Yeah. And it's amazing how much when you look back at something that wasn't quite right, the mm. first thing that was off was that lack of excitement. excitement. Yeah. And slowly then all the other things begin to fall out of place, right, as a yeah. result of that. It, but it's hard to put your finger on, isn't it? I can mm. understand how that's a difficult feeling to make a big decision based off of because mm, i think mm. to other people it can feel a bit like all right it's, so what it like, doesn't matter get on with it yeah yeah, yeah. but Suck i think when it's like 
you know, running a business isn't easy. So if you mm. don't feel excited by it, you're not going to push through those hard days. Massively. Looking back on it, I can see, you know, the gradual, like the stepping stones to us winding down. Like it was a, a thing which happened because of a number of, you know, me not being excited about it or losing that drive was a result of a, a number of smaller things, you know, in the six months prior. My own personal discipline, you know, with life opening up, going out more, drinking more, losing as much as much of an interest in a lot of the personal development habits which got me to a point of starting bell you know yeah. i didn't read as much uh, i wasn't consistent with meditating i didn't journal these are all things which i did to get me into this kind of entrepreneurial mindset to actually get to a place of starting bell and you know those things started to fall away i think as a result i then didn't have the mental you know or you know that kind of changed almost how I see myself as well you know I'm no longer someone who reads personal development books I'm no longer someone who meditates I'm no longer someone who you know says affirmations and I paired those things with being an entrepreneur I think so as I stopped doing those things because you know life opened up and I just became ill-disciplined I didn't see myself as much as an as a startup founder you know so that made it difficult to get up in early in the morning to plan my day the night before because those behaviors were now going against the grain of how I saw myself that's something which I think is really important like your identity and how you see yourself if you see your identity as a startup founder then all of the behaviors mm -hmm. that are needed will be you know they'll still be tough but they'll be in the same direction as how you see yourself whereas if your identity starts to shift and I started to see myself as just you know a young early 20s guy in London and you know wanted to hang out with my mates you know those behaviors were now going against that they were in opposition to how I saw myself and so those started to slip I lost that excitement and kind of really knew deep down in my gut that you know we need I need I didn't have I wasn't in a place to take this any further essentially you know you asking me now is the first time I've really thought do I regret this because mm. it, it just doesn't serve me to think about that like there's literally nothing I can do about it now if I just turned around and that regret was just so much that I was like no I'm gonna keep going like it's gone too far now I can't the amount of time for example if we try to raise investment we've been operating for two years we don't have the key metrics after a, of a two-year-old startup to raise investment it's, it's too far gone so it doesn't serve me in any way to give time to that kind of regret mm. I guess I wonder though if you can use regret to learn lessons yeah oh you know me. yeah I'm always that's, like, yeah and then yeah what's negative what's the lesson? the lesson yeah and sometimes it pisses me off to high heaven so i acknowledge it's yeah. very annoying when people tell you to find the lessons before mm. you're wanting or ready to and also some things in life don't have lessons they're mm. just shit mm. but i always find those mo like i have so many regrets in business and i don't think that's something we talk about enough like mm. To me, a regret is just, oh yeah, I do wish I'd done something differently. Yeah. Not necessarily because I would now have a different outcome, but oh, I just know that that would have been a bit better, better. for me. Yeah. And I always think, well, actually I can use that regret to fuel my future action. Because mm. okay, I can then just make sure that that's not a, a habit or a behavior or whatever that I try and repeat. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I just don't label it as regret because I definitely do that, that reflection. Mm. And I think that's something that's so important and I was so conscious of as I didn't want to decide to shut Bell down and then just leave it and just not think about it yeah. like it's important for me 
to reflect and to see yeah what could I have done differently or you know understand why it didn't go the way I initially intended it to go so that then moving forward I can do things differently so I guess that is you know similar you use that regret to be like how should I change my behavior going forward Mm. I guess I've just maybe never labeled it as as regret and I don't sit there thinking I regret that I'm just like I'm not going to do that again yes and I guess the difference with how we're both interpreting regret is you're not sat there bullying yourself for it. Yeah. You're not beating yourself up. You're not kind of torturing yourself over yeah. like, oh, spending what hours if thinking and we about should. it. And it's like, like you said, if you can't control it, mm. it's not useful to, to worry about, to worry and waste about. energy on. Yeah. Yeah. I can completely understand that. And that's so interesting that that's what you can track it back to mm. is that, you know, those habits, those that belief system, that identity, the way that you're showing up for the business. I mean, you have no way to know, mm. would you still be sat here today, even if those those habits had looked different? You yeah. know, you, you don't know. But it's interesting to see that that's where it started for you. It reminds yeah. me of the quote from um, James Clear in Atomic Habits, where he says, yeah. you don't rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your habits. I that think is that's just, so true. It is of really like powerful. those things really do matter, and, mm. and maybe those things wouldn't have been enough still mm. to keep you in love with the business and loving it. Maybe fundamentally that startup had something about it that just didn't yeah. feel right for you. I yeah, just, I do find it interesting to look back. Yeah, no, de- yeah, definitely. One of my co-founders spoke to someone who uh, was involved in. I think he was maybe a lead investor or or one of the founders of a online coaching software. So the software that coaches use to deliver their coaching. And in that conversation, this guy who founded or is involved with this coaching software said, "Yeah, you guys have started with the hardest bit." you know lead generation is something that no one's really cracked everyone's trying to solve that problem because if you solve that then boom you know you've got an absolute you know gem of a business so maybe yeah I could have kept going and kept hitting my head against the wall and never figured it out so Mm. I get but you will again you will never know so but for me that was where I see it kind of falling down from how do you think that experience has and and will change the way that you show up for your business moving forwards because you're still a business owner yes like i mean it's all true. loose language isn't it you don't have a startup anymore but you yeah. still have your own small business yeah how do you see it changing i think it's kind of given me like a bit more context to operate in having been involved in something that failed and didn't go to plan i now have an appreciation for when things do go to plan or or, or maybe just an appreciation for the journey of, yes. of working on something, which I didn't have before. I kind of took for granted a lot of the milestones that we had with Bell. And so I think now it's changed my view of, or, or my appreciation for, you know, the milestones that you go on. So, you know, for me now, I'm super excited about focusing on my online fitness coaching and treating that as a proper business. Cause I never, I always treated it as a hobby you know I didn't do any work on the vision or you know who are my target audience or how do I generate leads it was all very ad hoc I kind of fell into a way of coaching I appreciate that this is a really exciting thing to do having this opportunity to work from the ground up to build a business that I want and that I love and that I enjoy working in really excites me and I think having been through that experience with Bell that's what's given me the ability to appreciate this because before it was I was doing everything for the first time and I didn't understand the significance of a lot of it and I guess I took it for granted I think that's healthy for me as well going forward like in terms of longevity if I appreciate those smaller milestones or 
if I do have an off day, it's not the end of the world. I can come back tomorrow. Mm. I can come back next week. You know, if I really just need to take some time out, you know, it's not the end of the world. Mm. I love that lesson of mm. more gratitude mm. and acknowledgement yeah. for what's going right. Yeah. Because I think that can be also what's so hard and draining at the start of any journey, whether it be the very start of your business or just starting something new within an already established business, is that phase where you just don't feel like you're seeing the results that you want. Mm. And mm. I think that's when celebrating the tiny milestones, like mm. literally just the signs at the edge of the road that tell you that you're a mile away from your destination. Yeah. You know, it doesn't even mean you've got there. It just tells you you're doing something right. Yeah. Even the internal wins that mm. nobody else sees and, and in the long term might not make a difference. It's still so important to acknowledge and celebrate those because yeah. it's what that does. You know, you were saying earlier about the importance of that identity, the quote, like the thing we're most consistent with is who we see ourselves to be. Mm. And our identity loves to be fueled by evidence. So if we gather that evidence of, well, here's what I'm doing well and here's what's going great, that only helps to bolster, bolster? Yeah, bolster that identity. Should have just yeah. run with it. Right, no. yeah, you smashed Look it. Look at me. Smashed I don't it. have Come the on. identity of someone that's good with words. Um, well, you should have finished school, mate, and then you could have learned how to... Gosh darn it. This is my moment of regret. This is my moment where I wish I'd done the other Never, thing. never. You made the right um, decision, for sure. Thank you so much. But yeah, I love that lesson. Mm. And something I want to touch on as well is the idea that saying no to something actually also means being able to say yes to mm. something else mm. that is an idea i'm just getting a lot of shout outs today that my dad yeah honestly big up Mate, simon benham mr benham he hold tight a, yeah he, he's a hero <laughs> love him um my mum's also great talk a lot can't about forget. my dad yeah i can't forget Catty Mrs. B. Benham. yeah still a legend <laughs> but my dad once told me and he actually i've asked him before like where's that from and he mm. says that he never told me this so i don't know where i got it from but yeah i'm sure it was my dad this idea that every yes comes with a no so if you say yes to an opportunity mm. you're saying no to for example more free time yeah or time and energy spent on the other things that you've got going on if you say no to something that then gives the space and the capacity for you to say yes to something else yeah i feel like i'm explaining this very badly but it's, basically um, just the idea it's the opportunity cost of any decision exactly so by saying yes to something you then miss out on the opportunity to do something else so that should always weigh in your decisions much better described yeah. and i think we look at it a lot in that way of like right every yes okay what does this also mean saying no to mm. we don't always look at it the other way around mm. when you say no to something you're actually giving yourself the space and the capacity and the resource to then say yes to something else something mm. else that might feel more aligned more exciting a better fit mm. and i think that can really help when you're making a decision that can feel negative yeah is to actually think, well, what is this thing gonna allow me to do? Yeah. You know, and you think of you losing basically 50%, or not, you know, losing is a negative word, stopping 50% mm. of, of what your time is spent on. Mm. How exciting to think where that 50% can, can then go. go. Like, yeah. you know, like you said, to maybe take your coaching business that bit more seriously, to have more balance, to have mm. more free time. Like, I think that, that for me is what always gets me excited about knows yeah is thinking of the yes that's yeah. partnered with it because because yeah because one of the things that i think really helped me with the decision and being comfortable with it not getting upset about it if i do decide to stop this the alternative is i get to focus on coaching full-time and do something i love like that's awesome <laughs> like that is so good uh, you know it's whatever i decide here i'm you know it's a luxury i'm yeah, very lucky to be able to have that alternative um to focus on um, going forward because yeah really really excites me for sure yeah and I had something like that recently in my business very few listeners but some will already know about this is that mm. one of my 
group programs called On It, which I started about two and a half years ago and was a ongoing group program focused on accountability and goal setting. Um, I decided to stop that mm. last month. It'd been running like I said, for two and a half years. It had kind of a real legacy and an impact to it. It had a lot of people still a part of it. Mm. And, you know, for reasons that, not that it's any bad reasons, I, in short, just decided it had kind of run its run its path mm. and that it was no longer serving people in the way that I really wanted it to. And I think, you know, I, I could have done something better in its place. Mm. That's what helped me to make the decision was thinking, well, okay, yeah, it does feel sad. You know, I'm saying no to impact. I'm saying no to helping loads of people. I'm saying mm. no to the revenue. Like that was yeah. part of my decision. But it was then thinking, oh, well, what am I then saying yes to? Like that's a whole Monday every single month opened up to work on something else in my yeah. business. That's a whole nother, you know, area of my marketing that I can now use to promote something different. Mm, you know, yeah. now I've got the opportunity to bring something new and exciting. And actually that was, that really helped me make that decision mm. was not just focusing on what am I saying no to, but also what, what do I get to say yes to as a result? Yeah. And I guess also looking at what are you saying no to and, and still acknowledging something can have a benefit even if it ends. It wasn't a bad idea for you to start the startup. Oh, definitely not, even yeah. though you've stopped it, you've ended in a better position than you started, started in, yeah, 100%, 100%. right? And it can hold a purpose just by existing for mm, that time. Yeah, Its purpose doesn't have to be to exist forever. Forever, yeah, definitely. I think there's, there's so many things which, you know, I still won't have realized but i i will have learned as a result of doing this they always say you know it's it's never your first startup which works it's always the fourth or fifth well i'm one down great yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit closer to that one that's gonna absolutely blow up anyone listening with their first startup good luck, luck. yeah no, no 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 don't say that because i remember hearing that all the time and being like fuck am i allowed to swear on this Oh, you have now. Right, well, yeah, yeah. sorry about can. that. Do sorry you know what, though? <laughs> you cannot say the blasphemy of Pitch Perfect being better than High School Oh, Musical. my God. Right, so... We've been there. Yeah. I think that Pitch Perfect, as a film, as a franchise, is better than High School Musical. And <laughs> Alice... <laughs> Seems to think that High School Musical is better than Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. I don't think it. I believe it. I know you, it. You I breathe are, it. I mean, look at you. You're a, you're a High School Musical girl. Of course you, I am. You might as well be Sharpay. I, I was mean. watching the lyric video to Sharpay Fabulous <laughs> in my bedroom on my little pink Dell laptop. I know every <laughs> freaking word. I just can't. I cannot believe you're saying this with your chest. Pitch Perfect is in my top 10 films. For sure. It's crazy. It makes me it? feel so good. It I know this has been such a tangent, listeners, but again, <laughs> Liam and I work at the office together. The office. <laughs> <laughs> the co-working space. The office. The office. That makes it um, sound so dry. It's a co-working space. It's fun. Ooh, it's yeah. Got plants and free drinks. Yeah. Ooh. Tea, biscuits. Woo. Woo. And we just kind of chat shit all day most of the day that's true we do work sometimes as well no i i work a lot yeah i did I catch you there. watching wimbledon for an hour today yeah. whilst i was working yeah that's true but anyway Valid. we were just <laughs> say real real side note we were making a really deep point here mm. um so i'm just gonna circle yeah go on back circle back circle, circle, bring us circle. back because i can't i've forgotten well it was actually well. your deep point and then you swore and then that's how i got into it perfect <laughs> um we were just saying how like you said it was your first startup yes. your first failure but actually your first step towards where it is that you want to yeah, be yeah. and actually you're better to have tried than to have failed mm. than to have never have tried at all this is true and for those comforting some comforting words for those with their first startup yeah you are you have set yourself aside from most people in the world because most people have 
the idea that you've had, but they didn't do anything about it. So damn true. So you have set yourself apart and that's something that no one can ever take away from you. I feel like when you start a business or you know start a, a startup or whatever, you enter into this club and everyone who's in that club knows some of the struggles that you're going through. So you earn respect as a, as a result of that. So don't worry about where you're headed. Like if you've taken that action and you started, you're better off than if you hadn't. You're yes. in that club. Yeah, massively. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. It's the oh, best yeah. club. Oh, yeah. We like this club. <laughs> we do. We certainly do. Yeah. Yeah, just because something's... There's just a lot of relationship analogies. We're talking about ending stuff in business, isn't so it? So like, many. It's actually... It's not the end. It's just the start of something new. Start of something and new. And what's that quote I always see on Pinterest? It's like, <laughs> I don't search breakup quotes on Pinterest <laughs> to clarify. Red shirt man is quaking in I his know. Boots, Yeah, <laughs> He'll be listening to this episode. He listens ever since he gave the podcast a six out of 10. Oh, fuming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. Outrageous. That is shocking. Um, yeah, he listens to the one and he sends me quite critical reviews. If, if you give this, red shirt man, if you give this less than an eight, we might have to scrap. Wow, that we is not something I'd, I don't, I've told him if he ever fights someone, I'll break up with him. Oh. So he either scraps you <laughs> or keeps his girlfriend. Okay, nice. So we'll wait and see. It's a tough decision. Just tough really decision. gives me the ick, the thought, like I really hate aggression. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, some it's girls would be like, yeah, fight for me, baby. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. we were out and about and a guy like, I don't know, cat called me, because mm. obviously fit <laughs> Of course, anything. of course. Mate, seeing um, you ride that line back today, I'm not. I'm surprised no one yeah, cat called yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. My only cat call was the taxi driver. <laughs> so fuck off. Yeah, like I would... And then he, you know, if he was then like, oh, do you want some, mate? I'd be like, ah, sit that down. That is embarrassing. 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 Anyway, the Pinterest quote, don't cry because it ended, smile because it happened. That is very wholesome. And I think that is a really nice conclusion. Yeah, 100%. 100%. To conversation. No, I'm, I'm with you. I couldn't have said it better myself. I'm glad. Any closing words? Any final encouragements? Yeah, uh, at the end of the day, it's not that deep. It's just not, look, whatever you're worrying about, it's just, it's not that deep. Like, wow. Unless you you're worrying about, you know, real life problems, in which case we're not trying to, yes. you know, minimize those. Minimize, yeah, that's true, yeah. that's true. So if it feels that deep, it actually might be that deep. Yeah. But if, if you're dealing with something that deep, pause this podcast because I don't, think you should hear the I'm rest not, of my I'm not here sentence. to help yeah no definitely not but yeah it's it's likely that it's not that deep so you sweating about it and you giving yourself a hard time you're just ruining your existence for wow. nothing you know you only get to enjoy the moments that you're in right now so that thing you're excited for in the future like that's you you can't have that excitement right now you can't experience that right now you can only focus on what's happening so if you sweat the small things and feel like oh my business is ending it's the end of the world like if it ends it's gonna end there's like that is gonna happen that can happen without you feeling really crap and not enjoying going out at the weekend or seeing your family like don't mm. let that impact your life it's not that deep it's not that deep and i was just made me think of the quote i'm like a quotes machine Let's today go, mate churning them out <laughs> yeah the quotes like if it's not a hell yes it's a hell, hell no. no yes and i just think there's something about ending a business and just the, this conversation that really inspires me to be that bit more decisive mm, of like yeah. Do you know what actually we've got one life yeah so if this thing is not feeling great to me and i'm in the position to not do it anymore 
why would let's I? not do it yeah let's make space for something new exactly and there's literally so many years hopefully yeah touch, <laughs> touch wood, touch wood yeah. <laughs> that we all have to go and do the other things yeah exactly the next thing exactly and one final thing i want to get on the record before we finish is that i remember talking to you about this i think you were the first person i spoke to about shutting it down and honestly that was one of my favorite conversations because i came away from that feeling very like okay no this is not the end of the world like oh i'm glad i didn't come to a decision there because that was like the very early stages yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? <laughs> I, don't know. I was like, right. give me a decision. <laughs> um, but no, that was so, no, you helped massively oh, with that's that. Very so, kind. I, yeah, I'm very Well, grateful. I'm glad it helped because there's always that fear. And I guess this is something to keep in mind, isn't it? That when you're asking other people's opinions, mm. as I, I'd hope with the job that I do, I'm quite mindful of. Yeah, you're telling, a good friend to have in. Yeah, this I context. like to try and think, like, not just like, what, what do I think, but mm. actually, like, let's think a bit wider. What do they want? What they're pro- blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Welcome to my world. But <laughs> you are still basically saying, here's what I would do. Yeah. And I'm always, I think when you are looking, like, you made a great point earlier, like, talk to people. Mm. But I think talk to people because it helps you yes. unpick your thoughts and yes. feelings everyone's going to tell you, I think you should do it. Like, I, mm. won't, I won't lie to you, Liam. When you told me you were thinking of shutting it down, mm. I remember my gut instinct was like, why? Like, yeah. I think you should push. Like, I think you should. And I didn't say that because no, it wasn't know. my place. But that was what was in my head of like, well, if it was me yeah. and I'm not in your shoes and I don't even know what it's like to run that business, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I would keep going. <laughs> but you've got to listen to, I think, ultimately what mm. you think mm. and what you feel. And I don't know what I'm trying to say by that, but I guess you do you. Yeah. And you know yourself best. And I'm just really proud of you for making this decision. Because I know it's not an easy one. As we've talked about, ego, sunk cost fallacy, the what ifs. The what ifs. There's a lot of of feelings and thoughts involved in uh, stopping something. Big time. But it's brave. Thank you. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Insert another breakup quote here. Yeah. If anyone is going through a breakup, I wonder if this episode's been useful. Been useful. I honestly think there's so many parallels to stopping a business and relationships. Like, or or your business. It's stopping things, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like I said, I think even if you've, like, I've never stopped a business, but I can relate to so much of this just in, like, you know, I've stopped a certain project or a Mm. plan or stopped my group program recently. Like, it's just those decisions that can feel a bit like a step back in the moment yeah but in the bigger picture you it's, know one day you'll be back on this podcast yeah. being like ah oh, i just stopping bell <laughs> was the catalyst or that you know there's ev- everyone and now i've just started this new thing yeah. yeah yeah whenever i go through something that feels a bit shit i always think this is the chapter in the book yeah this is like yes. no one wants to read a book mm. that's all sunshine and roses up yeah. and up and up everyone needs a point you know, that's like, oh, that was when we almost went bankrupt. Yeah. Or that was when we had a mental breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there has to, like, you need your chapter. You do, you do need your chapter. So and if I, it helps to give it some purpose, then, there you go. yeah, that's true. And I think as well, like, coming to this decision felt very similar to, like, previous relationships ending. Like, I know in my gut it's the right thing to do, but it's just so hard to do it. Yeah. And I think it's great to experience those things and learn like go through those decisions because then hopefully next time it won't take me as long in whatever context it is you know, mm. i'll listen to my gut because what you were saying then about that gut instinct mm. of knowing from kind of the very start what you're going to do mm. there's a question i like to ask people when they're not sure what decision to make and i think it works if you're thinking about breaking up with someone ending a business whatever if you could go into a room and there's two buttons mm. yes or no and you could click one of them in regards to whatever question you're asking. Should I shut my business? Should I break up with my boyfriend? Whatever. 
And after clicking that button, the decision would be made. You wouldn't have to tell anyone. Mm. You wouldn't have to deal with any of the aggro yeah. of making it happen. What would you click? Yeah. And that is how you realize what your true answer is. Yeah. Because 100%. there's all those things clouding it, isn't it? Of like, mm. oh, it would be so much effort. Yeah. Or people are going to say this or, or it's going to be so painful. And it's like, yeah. no, actually, if all of the resistance was removed and you could walk into a room, press a button and make that thing happen. What would you do? Would you do it? Mm. And chances are you probably would. And that tells yeah. you. You should, you should do, do it. it. Yeah, just suck it up. Suck up the other things. Exactly. So that's my final thought. Um, my final thought, which I think is probably a better final thought than yours. Brilliant. Um, just <laughs> FYI, I feel like we're in a competition to leave the most profound statement. Have you ever seen Bride Wars? Don't think so. Uh, this is like Bride Wars. Basically, it's these two brides. Yeah. You guessed it. Oh, no, it's Bridesmaids. It's bri no, I've seen Bridesmaids. It's Bridesmaids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know when they're trying to battle each other for like the best speech? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. both keep like doing, and like one's one up, singing one and then the others. Yeah. It just yeah, kind of yeah. feels like that. Yeah. Anyway, so I'll my let you one finish. to win the uh, final thought off relating to your talking about there being a chap this a chapter of your book. Yes. I always like to, when I'm thinking about, when I'm worrying about what other people think, I put it in the context of I am the main character in my life. I'm the main character in the movie, which is my life. And the main character in a movie does not care what bouncer number two thinks. So if you're wanting to go and do something, um, you know, start a podcast, start a business, end a relationship. If you care what other people think, like they are the extras in your movie. You are the main character and you should not care what they think in that wow. decision it's yeah. an interesting way of looking at life mm. i'm gonna reflect on that yeah it could be a little bit narcissistic i was yeah that's my fear I that is me though you know i'm so narcissistic <laughs> bit of a dickhead bit of a dickhead and yeah. on that note <laughs> Lynn, you've enjoyed this podcast <laughs> this has been a treat absolutely thanks for coming back on the pod thank you the for pod. having me I've never said that before and I'll never say it again. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty, for your wisdom, for your poor taste in movie franchises. <laughs> and to the listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. I don't. believe next week's episode is all about how to save time in your business. So, wow. you know, very apt because I feel like everyone's a bit overwhelmed at the moment. Big so time. make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on that. Leave a kind review because... Let I, me know what you thought of me as well because I really care. <laughs> Leave um, a review I, just I, of yeah. me. What, what did you think? Yep, thank you, Liam. And uh, have a good week. Big love. You're doing great. Keep taking action. Liam, give us our final words. Laters. <laughs> Smashed it. <laughs> Woohoo! My hands are really sweaty, actually. So.